As you write your life story, you're far from finished. Are you looking to close the book on your job? Maybe turn a page in your career. Be Continued at the Georgetown University School of Continuing Studies. Our professional master's degrees and certificates are designed to meet you where you are and take you where you want to go. At Georgetown SCS, the learning never stops, and neither do you. Write your next chapter. Be continued at scs.georgetown.edu slash podcast. Hello and welcome back to the Prep to Pro NBA Draft Podcast. My name is Ben Pfeiffer and as always, I'm joined by my co-host Max Carlin. Max, how's it going? I'm doing all right, Ben. How are you? Um, I'm doing all right. Um, I'm excited for today's episode. I think it's going to be a good one. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, BetOnline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit BetOnline.ag to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your on your online wagering experts. Yeah, so a while back we did uh, median outcome boards. So what are, what our boards would look like if we were simply ranking guys off of a median outcome. You can go uh, back in the old episodes and find that. Today we're doing something that was uh, requested at the time, uh, which is ceiling outcome boards. So we're ranking our top thirty prospects based on their ceilings. Uh, before we get started with that, I just wanted to mention that the NBA's uh, new COVID-friendly version of the Combine started today. We're recording this on September 28th. Uh, it's going to extend, I believe, through October 16th. Um, we don't know what we're going to do to cover that yet, but I'm sure we'll talk about it if any notable measurements or anything come out. Uh, I know Lamelo and Killian are both going to be participating a lot of the top guys aren't but those two are so and those are some guys that their measurements will actually be pretty interesting on them i'm definitely excited to see an official killian uh height and wingspan um but yeah i mean i don't think there's much to say yet on that uh i think today was just the start of zoom interviews so yeah um so without anything else uh let's start with these ceiling outcome boards Ben mentioned right before we started recording that he has a one-person top tier. Uh, I have a four-person top tier. Um, my top tier is guys that I think have sort of primary creator equity. Um, however, I don't think any of them are like truly elite ones talking like best player in the league or even maybe even um, – like MVP candidate types. I don't, I don't even think any of these guys at their ceilings can be that. Um, maybe there's some disagreement on that. Ben, what's the the description of your top tier? Yeah, my description of the top tier is like, I don't think, I mean, I'll just, I have LaMelo alone in his top tier, as you probably expected. Um, 
I mean, I don't believe he has MVP type ceiling as a creator. I I agree with you there, but I think he's got you know pretty high end creator upside, higher than anybody else by enough of a margin where I felt comfortable leaving him alone in his own tier. Though I did, though I definitely did consider loping him into tier one. Um, I debated I debated that for. You know, I, I I debated that with myself for a little bit. Ultimately, I just see the ceiling with him being higher than, than anybody else in this class, like by enough of a margin as a creator. You know, as you know, just given the importance of, of primary creation, that I thought it was enough to keep him alone in his own tier. I strongly considered putting him in his own tier. He's at the top of my first tier, um, but I I decided not to because I don't think that once you're out of that range of sort of like best player in the league caliber guys that the distinction really matters. Uh, and the reason I don't think LaMelo can really get there is because if you're, you're talking a ceiling situation, so I'm guessing his core has been thoroughly developed, which has fixed uh, his jump shot to an extent, his finishing issues to an extent. Um, but even then, I don't think that there's really a chance that LaMelo is one, a super high efficiency jump shooter. I think that the hope at his ceiling and or what what is realized at his ceiling is that he's good enough to threaten a defense, um, and that he he I mean I think significant volume uh, will be there, but I don't think that the percentages will really be there to to um, uh, be the bedrock of really efficient scoring. I think that his even with improved uh, core strength and and coming with that improved balance, I don't think that he is going to be a particularly good finisher. It's just a matter of getting to a, a non disastrous level, I think, uh, because I think that he's always going to be contact averse. Uh, I think that he's, I don't, I'm not even sure he's really ever going to get to the rim at that high of an, of a level, but I think that the contact aversion is definitely something that's really, really, really hard to develop out of someone's game, uh, even with improved balance. So I don't think that he's ever going to be an exceptional finisher. I think he's always going to have, uh, shot selection issues. Just, I, I don't, at the end of the day, don't buy him as a really high level efficiency scorer. I think that the volume could certainly be there and it could be there enough uh, to allow the passing to be really crazy. Um, but I just don't buy him as an elite level scorer. And so I, do, I buy him as more of a sort of second tier guy in the league, even at, even at a ceiling. And I didn't feel a need to, to distinguish him from the other guys in tier one, even though I do have him number one in tier one. Yeah. Ultimately, I think like the main disagreement would be part, partly I think the volume is probably going to be enough to, to put him up there. And also, I believe that, you know, like with the volume with the passing, I, I think it's going to be enough. Um, and I think that, like, there is enough of a distinct a, a separation between him and the next couple guys. I have, like, a bigger tier two, though I think there's, like, a little bit of a separation in it, like, where I didn't see to make enough of a, like, like a new tier. Um, I do think he's going to have enough enough self-creation to, to to separate himself meaningfully from the rest meaningfully from the rest of the guys in you know th- that I consider to put him in tier one with even if it's not like you know the the top the top top level of creators in the NBA ceiling which I don't think he has that ceiling that's realistic you know of the, the top top level creators in the league but I mean I just believe him the passing I think there's enough you know assuming at his ceiling like you said the core I think fixes a lot of the jump shot he I mean he, he doesn't even need to get at get to you know like a 30 38 39 percent I don't think he will I don't think he ever will get there I mean I think like 35 36 37 even is enough um to really be valued to really be like super super deadly um at that ceiling yeah I mean I think he's probably never going to be a crazy at rim guy I mean I'm 
I'm there, I'm curious to see, you know, just where his burst ends up, you know, like in his career, because I think it's better than, you know, like I think it's better than you think, but I do think like the core strength is a huge issue, a huge inhibitor there. I mean, just gets bumped off his spot so, so easily. You know, it, it, it's really bad, absolutely. But, you know, assuming that's just, that's fixed, I have some faith in him being able to get to the rim. Whether or not he can finish, I, I agree that I think he's always going to have finishing issues with the contact diversion. I don't know how vertically explosive he can, re- he can, he can really get. Um, you know, and, and that's another point. And then I think defensively at, at his ceiling, he can be non-disat. Like, he can be fine. I mean, oh, I think at his ceiling, yeah, he, he can be, be good. A, he could be a, like, solid plus. Yeah, I mean, I, I think mean, he could be fine as an individual guy and pretty damn valuable off the yeah. ball. I mean, and that's also part of my consideration here because, like, the strength and, you know, some some plenty of technical and mechanical improvement defensively combined with his, you know, natural brilliance, I think, is a really enticing, like, two becomes a really enticing two-way prospect in a way that a lot of these, like, guys aren't. Or in, uh, I, For me, the, the other guys in this tier are. They're, not, they're, they're all very enticing to you know, are we guys. thinking like like the second tier of like initiators in the nba now uh-huh, like okay. like the trey young's like like trey young's never going to be anything on defense booker's probably never more than like fine yeah but the, i mean the counterpoint to that though is that the best players in the nba are you know delivering impact on both ends like they yeah. they all are, or at the very least they're like non-disastrous on defense through uh you know like competent team play yeah. or, or yeah and i don't expect lamelo to get to that to, to get there anyway but I, I mean like i said i expect him to be like like at a ceiling i expect him to be quite good defensively which i mean i think raises him above a lot of those guys i mean just like being taller like he, he taller and longer and he's and he's hopefully gonna have somewhat of a competent strength base um, and you know, just be able to hang there like on the ball, like you said, should be pretty impactful as a team defender. You know, I don't know if he ever gets gonna get the level of you know Achilles and Hayes ceiling. You know, I'm sure we'll talk about very soon. But like, I think he can be very good there. So, should we move on to number two? Yeah. So, so the first in your second tier. What's your second tier classified as? My second tier is like secondary creator slash like high impact. Uh, it, it's mostly guys with the secondary creator, high impact, some, some high impact defense, um, plus one exception. So I have, well, so my next three are Killian Hayes, Isaac Okoro, and Anthony Edwards. And I pretty, and I pretty, and I strong, like, there's like, I, I have three more in tier two, but like, there's like a, a mini gap there between the next three. And then the next three I have are Maxi, Poku, and Devin Vassell. So we spend uh, way too much time talking to each other because uh, two through four for me still in that first tier are Killian, Okoro, and Ant in that order. Um, so I guess let's let's start with Killian. Uh, so at at his ceiling, I think you're talking about an all defense guard for sure. Uh, I think he, he's a guy who could be probably not in that top level of on ball guard defenders or individual guard defenders. Um, Certainly, but, I think the top level are team defenders. Yeah, but but near near that level on an individual basis, and certainly at that level uh, on a team basis. And I think that the overall defensive package could be uh, just truly one of the best defensive guards in the league. And that depends on on situation and how he's deployed. But we're talking about ceilings here. I think ceiling. You're talking about an all defense guard, um, maybe a uniquely valuable one, just because of his size. Uh, I think that's definitely possible uh, at his ceiling. And then offensively, 
I think you're talking about a guy here who hits a level as a jump shooter that's high enough for him to be creating for himself that he continues to learn how to leverage that threat to create advantages, that he continues to expand on um, his improvements athletically. Uh, I think that there's, there's probably some development of offhand finishing. Uh, I think it's probably not that realistic that he becomes a guy who's slinging right-handed skip passes, but, but you're some, some degree of offhand finishing, I think can definitely be there. So you're, I think you're just talking about a guy who can pretty competently score with pretty solid efficiency from all three levels. I think the volume will never be there. I think late game creation will probably not be there because I think he'll just be lacking in counters. I think that like, he'll always obviously have uh, the step back three uh, or step back jumper in general, but I think he will be lacking in counters if people really sit on that. Uh, but nonetheless, I think it's a guy. He's a guy who, with his size, I think he'll be able to score efficiently from three levels uh, on kind of modest va- uh, volume for a guy who will be a ball handler. And then I think you're looking at one of the better passers in the league, um, a guy who can who's has creativity and boldness, um, makes impeccable reads, has incredible vision, can really capitalize on his size as a lead guard. Uh, and I think he, I think that his ceiling is is. I, lower than Lamelo's, but but somewhat comparable in that idea of like he is a a lead one of your lead guys probably like a one B. Um, I think that that you know you're you're going to need someone else who's really good if you want to compete with a team built around one of these guys. But uh, they could probably be in the in the vicinity of of the best player um, on a really good team at the, at their absolute ceilings. Yeah, I think some people will be surprised with both of our inclusions with of Killian at two on the ceiling board when he's often considered, I think, is safer by some. I mean, that this shouldn't come much as a surprise if you listen to our episode last week or the week before. I don't remember, you know, on everything Killian Hayes with with, with PD Webb, where we kind of fully broke down the the misconceptions surrounding Killian Hayes' ceiling. But I definitely agree with you there. I think his ceiling as a self-creator, is meaningfully lower than than Lamelo's, And that's kind of why I I didn't have him in the same tier or Lamelo's in the the same tier. Like you said, I I worry about the volume being being there as as a self-creator. I just worry about him getting to the same level as as Lamelo, you know, as as, as a space creator, as an advantage creator. I mean, he's not the same level as a passer. Um, I think he could be better as a shooter on – probably better efficiency-wise on lower volume. Um, I'd, I'd project for Killian Hayes. I'm, I'm curious about uh, about range expansion as another point for, for Killian because he's expanded his range quite a bit, you know, obviously from being a guy who is pretty good at those mid-range pull-up step-backs and just about nothing else off the dribble to a guy who's now quite a good step-back and pull-up three-point shooter. I, I wonder how much deeper he could he can get that range because that could be another way to, for him to... I think that if you're saying at Lamella's ceiling he has core and lower body strength uh, sufficient to allow him to be a high enough percentage three-point shooter for it to matter that you can do the same for Killian. Uh, Lamelo, I think, has shown more improvement in that respect. Um, I think it's, he's more obviously improved his core strength just because I think his balance got a little bit better uh, in NBL. But he was also starting from a much lower point, I think. He was starting from a much lower point. Like he was starting from like like kind of an outlier low point. Like his core strength was really remarkable. Like he you talk about bad landing guys. Uh Lamelo is not one of the high flyers 
who lands dangerously on one leg. He it's honestly like kind of looked worse. He was so um, imbalanced that he would land with his lower body and upper body going in opposite directions. And it looked like his spine was going to explode. Uh, it was very, very scary. Um, like truly looked like those compression, like spine fractures that have, that are like really not good. Um, uh, but he, I think has improved. Then again, like, like you said, Killian has improved his range on his jumper, which is, you know, I like, I think Lamelo, we have more evidence that he has improved his core strength and balance. Killian, we have more evidence that he has specifically added range to his jumper. Right. Um, whereas I'm not sure that there's yeah. necessarily that much evidence that he. I mean, Lamelo's been shooting from deep for 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 quite a while now. Like, yeah, which is which not is, a, not a great not necessarily thing. a good thing. Like, you know, <laughs> no, it, it's a bad. Thing. It's really had adverse effects to his development as, as as a prospect, but like, yeah, I mean, he's had that when Killian hasn't. Yeah, yeah, but I think that at his ceiling, Killian has range on that jumper for sure. Uh, I think that he's a he's a good catch shooter. I think maybe even some movement stuff um, at Killian's ceiling. Uh, but yeah, I, I just think that he's at his ceiling. It's just a really, really, really good player on both ends. Yeah, um, no doubt. Not not your primary scorer by any means, but he could be the primary handler in your offense. Right, and he's because not, he's not, he's yeah. just not the play finisher. Yeah. And because I think Lamelo can be that guy, that's that's why I have him ahead, just because of how valuable that is. But I, I, I mean, I certainly don't agree. I, I don't disagree that at Killian could be this similarly valued from you know a straight impact standpoint. You know, PIPM. You know, I, I think he's going to be an, an incredible two way player at this theoretical ceiling. And like you said, that's why I have him number two with you know the pretty clear you know like i said i i thought about having killian in the tier with lamello but ultimately you know like i said i decided to oh wow alone. ben uh doc is out with yeah i know i saw that a second ago that's kind of surprising maybe yeah yeah i i mean i, I, mean, I that is yeah i don't know we don't we don't need know. to analyze yeah, that we, but it, it's, it's, it's big not, news big news yeah not our place but it's fun seeing our reaction to news on here. Uh, so yeah, should sh- sh- we move on to our both? Like, both of us have him third. Yeah. Yeah, you have a core of third, right? Yeah, I did have a core of third. Um, yeah. Which is uh, yeah, you I, can go ahead with it. I, I, I think, uh, like a core, uh, certain certainly an all defense ceiling. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, one of the better wing defenders in the league, I think. Uh, where I, I mean, I think that's pretty close like 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 that's closer to like his 75 honestly to me yeah it's, I mean, it's the, the ceiling outcome is is kind of like like i don't want to like there aren't really guys who are like lebron Kawhi stoppers but i think he gets close i don't think he's I, big enough i mean he i don't know that he's big enough he, i think he's, he's more enough. more of a like a two smaller three stopper but well i think he's like a two and a half ish but like i think he has yeah. some of that capability as a ceiling if he's just like this like one of the strongest wings in the league with like unbelievable lateral quickness i mean there's always going to be the, like the height and the wingspan are always going to be limiters there yeah i'm also curious what like what weight he plays at because he he's he, huge now he added a lot of muscle uh, and that, for freshman year and, that, Auburn, and, and that he slowed had, down yeah i mean that had good and bad i think yeah he, he slowed down and lost some vertical explosion. But the strength was super noticeable on on both ends. Yeah, but he was he was already a very very strong player prior yeah, to that. Yeah, I while mean, being more explosive. Yeah, I mean, I like defensively. That's, that's obvious. I think you know. I think he's going to be super impactful as a team defender. I mean, he was just so like he had his moments there in in Auburn. Though the Auburn scheme just didn't really allow him to to be as impactful as he was in high school. Even if he had like 
his issues, but he was so good in high school there. I think there's no reason he can't be like an all-league team defender as well. Um, yeah. And then, I mean, offensively, I think the ceiling is pretty high as well. I mean, a lot of it is going to hinge on the shot. I, I think he could get to a respectable level at, at his ceiling. I mean, I don't think the shot is broken enough. I mean, I, he's not going to be like volume off the dribble or anything or off movement. Um, I think he can definitely get to a point where he's respectable on spot-ups. And that's probably enough because I, at his ceiling, he's going to be like an elite slasher. The the handling, the, the strength, the burst, the finishing, the foul drawing – um, it, it's all going to be really, really overwhelming from like a secondary or tertiary offensive standpoint. And then that's not even to mention the passing, which is going to be probably one of the better, you know, wing passers in the league. That's like not initiator level, I think. So there's like, again, like no primary creation upside, like a really or primary play finishing, but he, I mean, he, he has a really enticing offensive ceiling as a complimentary guy to me. Yeah. I, I honestly think that the ceiling is, is less of a complimentary guy than you do i think mm. i think that there's some some creator equity there uh i really don't know what to do with his shot in terms of like realistic expectations because obviously with this ceiling board we're not doing things like you know james wiseman becomes steph curry because or, or and becomes like a <laughs> isaac okoro laterally like David those, Robin. Things are, those things are not going to happen uh if if yeah, we're, we're trying to talk about talk with some you know notion of realism here yeah so maybe instead of like 100th percentile outcomes these are like 95th or something like that but um yeah, yeah i don't know what level the shot is at for a coro at a realistic ceiling i think definitely can hit spot ups at a respectable enough level uh i think maybe some off the dribble mid-range equity but i don't know his his yeah. i i don't think his shot necessarily translates well to shooting off the dribble and he doesn't yeah. necessarily have a willingness to do it um but i think that there is some creation equity with him for sure um his slashing is really really impressive and i think that it like a lot of guys get credit for the improvement that they've made in areas where it's difficult to improve i don't think Okoro is necessarily one of them because his handle from high school to freshman year at auburn got so much better like it was, it was really kind of disastrously bad um, at McEachern. I think, I think, I think this stuff I've seen from there is from a senior year. Um, yeah. And like this it was, year, it was not good. Yeah, it was like pretty good at Auburn. Like he has some really like impressive moments as a handler, um, and just the fact that I think that he really is a remarkable finisher with both hands, with his balance, his strength, um, and just the fact that he's such a free throw yeah. rate monster. <laughs> Like even even if he's not super efficient at the line, like he's gonna like 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 he's gonna be like an eight nine free throw attempt kind of guy. Like he. Well, I don't know about I don't that. That's, that's like le- that, there are very few guys who can do I that. But he, I think I think he can certainly get there at his ceiling. Okay. Okay. At his at, yeah at yeah. his ceiling, I think he could be one of the more prolific yeah. free throw drawers. I think he absolutely can get there. I mean, he already yeah, has. I, think, I mean, he has some craft that'll develop, and you know, he's, he's so strong and bursty and, and you know explosive. I think he could definitely be there. I mean, because if you don't foul him, he's gonna finish. Exactly. Like it, he's like, very very difficult to slow down when he's going downhill. Like already, I mean. Yeah. And 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 we're talking about a guy who's on a pretty solid development arc. Uh, Nothing like really it's does. not like Killian level, but it's 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 noticeable from just just in one year. Like he's made like evident strides. Yeah, and I I do want to like emphasize again that I think he could cut down on some weight and get some of that explosion back, and and maybe just like you know explosiveness training in the NBA. Just maybe he can maintain most of that mass and and regain some some explosion like. 
you're talking about a guy who was a pretty special vertical leaper, like as a high school player. Um, really, just not just in how high he gets off the ground, but the quickness also just really elevates incredibly quickly. Um, so I think you're t- you're talking about a guy in Okoro who could be a really one of the most unstoppable slashers in the league, and then as Ben said, a really, really high-level wing passer. I might even be a little higher, honestly, on him as a passer because I think we've seen huge functionality growth over the last year with those handle improvements. Like he, he had all these reads down in the past, but he couldn't execute them because he couldn't gather the ball. He couldn't throw off a live dribble, but he can do those things now, and that's just over the span of a year. Um, so you're talking about some high-level passes from a guy that size. Uh and I think that he can continue to improve on that just because of how smart he is. And I'm just generally a fan of betting on size and intelligence in basketball. I think that that's a winning combination. Yeah. And then size, when you add, intelligence, strength. I yeah. Mean, development. Yeah, definitely curve. strength. I mean, yeah. he has, I mean, I don't know. I mean, it's like, like in real life, the fact that like he's discussed as like a late lotto, like type prospect to some, by some is crazy to me. Like, and that, like, especially like in, in the exercise of a ceiling board, he should certainly be considered at the top. Like, even like even if I don't believe he, you know, has the creation equity you do, I think he like certainly deserves to be considered like highly. Yeah, and then the defense, I, I'm you know confident in him being at the very worst. I think probably like a fringe all defense type of guy. Honestly, like he's that good of a defensive player. Mm-hmm. Uh, coming into this year, I thought that he had like all time perimeter defender potential i don't think that anymore uh i think that his length limitations are kind of there i think that he's not an all-world genius to the like vassell extent uh even though he's really really smart um but i i think that the ceiling for him is you know in con- in the conversation for best perimeter defender in the league i don't think that he'll ever be a dpoy caliber guy that seems really unlikely to me. It's just so hard to get there as a wing, too. Yeah, like, you can't really get there, honestly. You have to like player. you have to be prime Kawhi, and he's not he's not prime Kawhi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you you just I think you just need more physical capability than yeah. Okoro has. Yeah, and um, that's like not to slander Okoro's physical, capability. which is you're talking not, you're talking about a guy you're talking about a guy with like 85th or 90th percentile physical tools. And it's just yeah. like, yeah, sorry. You're not 100. You're not like literally have the, the largest and strongest hands Ever. in the history of the sport. You're not like, you're not Giannis and don't have the best yeah. mobility of any seven foot human being yeah. who's ever lived you don't have like a plus 10 wingspan like sorry it's not good yeah which is i mean just shows how like how difficult it is to win depoy or to be depoy level as like not a big but again like no no real slander at a core like like he's gonna be as good as you can get like with those physical tools yeah so basically at his ceiling i think a you're talking about probably best perimeter defender in the league while having some real creator ability um, I think that could be a really valuable player. And maybe maybe there are some, some portability issues, I guess, uh, because his shooting will create some some problems and it'll be a little hard to get him into the perfect context. Yeah, but you assume but, at a ceiling he's optimized. Yeah, but but if you can do that, I think you're talking about one of the highest ceilings in the class. Uh, yeah, for, and sure, for, for both of us, third. Yeah. Um, right, let's, let's go to the next guy who I think is the last you know one in your tier one. Yeah. Um, last one in my like tier 2.1, I suppose, but like still tier, middle of my Yeah. So Ed- Edwards, the conception of Edwards at his peak, I think is 
best scorer in the class. I think he is the the highest scoring upside in the class uh, as a guy who can self create uh, at all three levels. I think uh, you know a guy who can definitely get himself space for jumpers uh, from three and two, uh, and then a guy who if he does, I think at his ceiling, a learn learn to apply himself to some extent. Just such a powerful athlete that he's a guy who can get to the rim. He's a guy who can finish with both hands, who has extreme strength, extreme explosiveness. Um, so I think you're talking about a three-level scorer who can get himself looks pretty much whenever he wants. Uh, probably still a guy who's got decision-making issues, but has some high-level passing ability in him. Uh, probably a very, very high-level individual defender who has team lapses, but I, I think could have some some real like guard, maybe small wing stopper equity. Um, he is a long ways off from that. But I think that developing individual defense is something that's at least somewhat doable when you're talking about uh, a very, very young player who has ample physical tools, even if he is a horrific defensive player right now. Um, yeah. But and his scoring also can come off the ball. I, I think that he has a ton of potential as an off-ball scorer. And that's something that, that's, that's pretty valuable to me, that, that he can fit into a, a, like a litany of different roles um, and that he can he can score in so many different settings. Uh, so I think you could be talking about a guy who's a really good scorer. I don't think that he's going to be the primary decision maker. I think he, he's going to be a guy you want working off the ball a little bit more than he is on the ball. But, I mean, frankly, like if he's someone playing alongside Killian, for for example, like he's that a guy could, who could yeah, be. That's quite that. I mean, they like, at their ceilings contrast perfectly. Yeah, like he could be the play finisher when you're playing through Killian, uh, and then if you absolutely need a bucket and like offense is totally bogged down and all you can get are like isolation looks, boom, you have Ant Edwards. He can self create, and I think he could be a really good transition player. Like all all of these things, and you're talking about probably at his peak. Again, a guy who's more of a 1A, maybe a, a 2, as opposed to, to – I mean, sorry, a 1B, maybe a 2, as opposed to to like the 1A on a title team. But um, I, I think a guy who could be a pretty significant piece uh, if everything breaks right for him. Yeah. There were a couple considerations, like the, the mo- couple most important like cons- points of consideration for me thinking about his ceiling. I'm not too worried about the scoring. Like you said, I think best score in the class. I, I agree with that. I'm not too worried about the shot. I mean – the, the volume and like the, the versatility is so ridiculous at the young age. I, I mean, I don't have that much worry about it. Defense again, I feel pretty set on, I, I like, I agree with you. I think he's going to be very good on the ball. I, I, I'm, I question how, how much impact he's going to have off the ball, but you know, on, on the ball, I think it's very good. Your questions are like, how much can like the mentality issues improve? Like, what is the ceiling there? Like, is it realistic to say like, like how much can he realistically rein in the decision-making? I think that's like the key for him to like get over the wrong initiator hump, like to get over the Zach Levine kind of hump and, you know, emerge into that group of guys who like really, you know, probably aren't, aren't, aren't players who can carry, you know, a, a title winning offense, but who can be valuable secondary pieces. And I think he can get there. Um, and as this reflected by my ranking, um, that, and that, that and handle development, I think are the two things that, I really want to see as determiners of his ceiling, because um, like I think like you have the, you have the the mental is the more intangible thing. Whereas, can you get him to go to the rim? Can can you get him to you know start 
playing, you know, make make passes consistently. Because as you said, he he has vision. You know, it, it's unspectacular, but it's functional for a guy with his level of potential scoring gravity. And then, like, can you can you improve the handle to the point where if he does rein in the decision making, start going to the rim, where he can actually do it as effectively as you know his his powerful athleticism allows, where he, he's not you know losing the ball with with no pressure or you know dribbling off his foot or like just getting ripped easily. Um, I mean, he, I, I think that's all possible. And I think at, at a ceiling, he's probably not like an elite dribbler or anything, but I think he's competent. Um, I think at a ceiling, he's probably just good enough to, to, as a decision maker to get over the wrong initiator hump or maybe a little more than just good enough, um, which is which is like the key point to, to, to get over. Because if he can't, then I mean, it's really hard to be super valuable when he's not adding off-ball value. Um, yeah, I just want to see him be put in a situation where things are like simplified for him yeah where it's just like you just you don't have to make complex decisions just make quick ones yeah like, and reports that are like like they come out that are like oh like like the scouts being down because he has never won or ridiculous because he's played at georgia and like a bad high school team like i mean yeah i, I don't know i have real approach concerns oh no um, i do absolutely as well but like i think i mean like, yeah I, the only like the only like strand of legitimacy to that is that he's kind of chosen those spots. Yeah. Um, I suppose, but, but also he's just like he's chosen to stay close to home. Yeah. I mean, uh, I, again, I, yeah, that's true. I mean, he he wanted it, to be home at Georgia. Yeah. It, like it, I I think it's kind of hard to. Hold and that he wanted him, and he wanted like a place where he knew he was going to be the number one guy, even at the expense of winning. Which I mean, I guess you could say is like a legitimate. Some people might take us a concern, but I think that's totally reasonable. And you know, with the the end goal of boosting your draft stock as much as you can, like yeah, I I don't I don't, I don't know how malleable approach is. Uh, yeah. I think you have to believe it's somewhat malleable to really believe in Anthony Edwards. Um, I I think like ending up somewhere like Golden State would probably be really good for him if he could be in a situation where yeah I love things that are, where things are simplified for him where he, he is constrained in what he's allowed to do early on I think that could be highly beneficial like in a situation where he's going to be working off the ball and will receive the ball uh at points on the floor and in situations where it is like pretty simple it's like you know am I going to shoot a catch and shoot jumper am I going to attack this advantage like it's not Ant gets the ball 35 feet from the hoop and does what he wants. Um, I think that that would be far more beneficial to developing the kind of player he needs to be because I don't think it's like a – it's definitely not a a pure primary, but I I don't know that any of of these guys really are that except for – I mean, the the top two maybe to an extent, uh, but even though I I think that, you know, they'll need other guys around them – who who are really like significant uh, contributors in their own right. right. As sports keep coming back, so does your chance to bet on them with our exclusive wagering partner, betonline.ag. Major League Baseball will soon be in full swing, and there are no shortage of ways to get in on the action. BetOnline has all the odds, futures, and props for you to bet on. Also, tune in as Floyd Money Mayweather joins the BetOnline team in a new segment called The Ice is Right, where he talks about his expansive jewelry collection. He'll give you the chance to win some great prizes and bet on the cost of his bling. Visit betonline.ag to check out all the odds and up-to-date sports news. Don't forget to sign up and take advantage of all the welcome back sports bonuses. Bet online, your on your online wagering experts.
2020 has been the year of things happening that are completely out of your control, but there is one thing you can control and that's shaving your bush. Our sponsors at Manscaped are here to remind you to do so. The Manscaped Lawnmower 3.0 is a premium electric trimmer that's designed to give you a confidence boost through body image. Their ceramic blade and skin safe technology are designed to reduce nicks or tugs on your fellas down low. The Lawnmower 3.0 is also waterproof and comes with an LED light so you can manscape in the shower, in the dark, or in a dark shower, whatever floats your boat. They also just released their Shears 2.0 nail kit, which is the perfect add-on to their Lawn Mower 3.0 trimmer. In fact, listeners of this show will get 20% off plus free shipping with the code armchair at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use code armchair. It's time to grab 2020 by the horns by shaving that front trunk. Should we move on to, to your second tier and the second half of my second tier? Yeah, so my second tier is guys who I think do have some serious creator equity, but something that really distinguishes them as, as below those top four guys. So some guys who I do, I do think could be pretty significant pieces uh, of an offense, but but something that, that differentiates them negatively. And it's a small tier. It's just two guys. Um so we're still in your second tier, but it's like a two a two point five tier. Yeah, uh, effectively. Okay. Um. Hmm, how should we go about doing this? Okay, so. Um. I'll say who my two guys are because mm. I think they're actually distinct from yeah. yours, and then your guys are the ones who are in my next tier. Interesting. Okay. Um. So, uh, the two guys for me are Leandro Bomaro and Grant Riller. Interesting. Okay. So the the two top guys of my third tier are Bomaro and Riller. Um, yeah, so, so I prioritized the like potential for creation, um, and so in Bolmaro, I he's not in the first tier because I don't think at any ceiling outcome self creator he needs. To yeah, be. I don't think he's a high level scorer. I think you're talking about if he is realizing a ceiling at which he can actually like play with the ball in his hands, he can threaten to score just enough to. Uh, create advantages and then create off of that, but he cannot. Uh, you know, he's not some high volume self creator. Uh, yeah. so I mean, that that's really the, that's the main reason that I had him like below the the guys who you have in your second tier is I just like struggle to see a realistic. I mean, I mean, we see like like is he going to improve as a finisher? Is he going to improve as as a pull up shooter? Like those are the two main things, and I just don't know how good he can get at at either of those. Um, I I think you get to like a, a respectable level, like you said, j- like just good enough. Um, but again, I like like I mean that's just talking about the offense. I mean defense is certainly all defense level. Um, but yeah, and that's that's why I'm putting a premium. I'm putting a premium on on creation. Uh, that it seems like you're probably not to this quite the same extent. Like obviously we did with the first tier. Yeah, but it seems like like you got you are are staying away from the guys yeah. who are kind of less. I think out of the first tier, I put a little less emphasis, and I reserve that to the tier below the guys. I feel less confident in his creators, but more confident in you know adding tons of value in other ways at their ceiling. Which, which I think is a very legitimate argument and makes a lot of sense. However, I think that these guys can be good enough that they still contribute a very significant amount to winning. Yeah, and I th- though, again, get th- that as well. Like, yeah, though there are limitations beyond the, the guys from the first tier. Um, so yeah, with Bomaro, it's just that I, I think that he can probably score enough to be able to drive some offense, but he's never going to be a big-time self-creator. Uh, I think he'd be a very high-level defensive player. Uh, like you said, like an all-defense guard. Um, Riller... 
I think he could be an incredible scorer. He could be the second best scorer from the class, honestly. Uh, however, decision-making concerns, I think even at his ceiling, you're probably looking at a negative on defense, even if it's only like slight. Uh, I still think it's negative, whereas all of these, those guys in the first tier could be anywhere from huge positives to, to like slight positives. Um, and I, 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 I'm, I think a little lower on his jump shot. I, I don't know that I buy him as like a huge efficiency, huge, uh, volume off the dribble guy out to three. Um, I, I worry a little bit about him with range because of the trajectory of his jumper. Um, yeah, I, I just I'm not sure I buy it at the absolute highest level. Nonetheless, I think he could be yeah. a pretty high level scorer, uh, and that's valuable. And it'll take some concessions from a team building standpoint. Uh, but you're, I think you're talking about a guy that could be a really fairly special uh, self creator. Yeah, I mean, I like again, I have really like ninth in this exercise at the top of my third tier. I, I almost had him lower, just like he's kind of screams like wrong initiator to me. And that's the combination of the decision-making. Like you said, uh, I just don't buy it. Um, he's he, like going to be a bad defender, I think. And he's already 23. Um, so, but like, so those maybe want to drop him like even like more than I did, but it, like, like I said, I, I just like, there's a point where like the scoring is so good. Uh, like, like I think the scoring at his ceiling is like, he's like, he, like he gets the best guard finisher in the league levels at, at, at his ceiling. Um, you know, probably maybe best guard slasher. Uh, and then the shooting, I think, I mean, I think the shooting could be pretty solid. I mean, certainly he's going to have a threat from mid range as a self creator. I think for sure. Out to three. I mean, I think, I mean, I don't know. I, I think the volume is definitely, de- volume is definitely going to be there. I think, um, efficiency, I probably am a little higher on it th- than you are, but I mean, I see like the scoring, but again, I just worry so much about the other stuff where I think like. Like, yes, I agree you have to make team building concessions to make that work at a ceiling, but is it going to be worth it? Like, is he going to be good enough to where you have to make team building? Like, to, to where I think, yes. Yeah, I, I think, at, yeah, I think at his ceiling, you could be talking about a really, really, really good yeah. score. Yeah. Um, and I, and mean, I think that I think his defensive ceiling is probably maybe even a little higher than you do. Uh, just because I, I, I do think his defensive high points are pretty solid. Um, he can move laterally really well. He can use his strength to create leverage really well. He just doesn't do it very often. Uh, and and his his flashes of instincts off the ball uh, as a team defender are like really impressive. He has some some high level flashes. Uh, they're just infrequent. Um, yeah. I just I, yeah, I just think it's like a six foot three, twenty three year old. I mean, I yeah. don't have faith in that becoming anything consistent. I mean, like I said, the flashes are real, but like the consistency, the consistent inconsistencies over his career like in a bad conference like so counterpoint though um someone like damian lillard who was a I, I, like was an old guard prospect from a small school uh who stayed a bad defender in the nba for several years has continually improved yeah because he kind of had these baseline competencies that Riller does of, of just like adequate intelligence and adequate physical tools. And that's not even to make a one-to-one comparison. I'm just saying that like Riller has shown more concrete reason for optimism that he is good at playing defense in a game of basketball than Anthony Edwards has. Like yeah, that's Anthony fair. Edwards is far younger. Um, younger and just more toolsy. I mean, is, is he that much more like he's slightly more toolsy? I think he's but, pretty considerably more toolsy. I mean, he's much bigger and stronger than Riller. 
I mean, at least on the ball. I yeah. Think, I think it's like there's a considerable gap. And I mean, yeah, like the Dame point defensively, I think Dame was also like a year or two younger coming out. Like Dame was, yeah. Dame was 22, I think just under 22. Riller's like solidly 23. Um, like, so I, I, that's not insignificant. Uh, but I, I mean, yeah, I mean, like, I don't doubt that Riller can get to a level where he's like neutral or like hovering around neutral. But again, I just like don't think he's going to be like a good enough, a good enough score. I mean, I'm sure you'd agree that I don't think he can get to Lulu level. I mean, if he did, if I believe that he'd be number one on my board, like, yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying that I think at his ceiling, Riller can be a non-disastrous defender and a very good scorer. Uh, And that's something that's pretty valuable if you go about building around him with the understanding that that's who he is and that you probably need another guy who can handle the ball. Yeah. Okay. So I think that's enough on those two guys. Uh, let's move on to the the last three guys in my tier. Are they the very just, top? My next. Uh, are they the top three of your next tier? Yeah. So my tier three is Poku, Vassell, Maxi, Cole, Onyeka, and RJ Hampton. And this tier is like secondary guys, like fundamentally complementary guys who have some mild, or maybe not even mild, some some self creation ability, some solid self creation ability, some mild playmaking ability for others uh and i think could just be really really valuable in the like context of playing off of a main guy yeah so i have maxi poku and Vassell at the end of my second tier again in that strand of like guys who don't have primary impact like lamello but some secondary some impact in other value valuable ways i think maxi first for me I mean, I've been pretty crazy high on Maxi, you know, throughout the entire process, and I'm really a believer in his ceiling. This, you know, I, I I do believe I believe quite a bit in the shot. Um, I mean, you assume in a ceiling that the, the low release is, is is fixed to the point where it's no longer really an inhibitor, or as much as it is now. You know, I, I think he's already shooting. You know, shows range, versatility, volume, free free throw, like touch. He shows everything you want besides the the besides the efficiency. And I think with all of those indicators stacked, I think there's a chance where he can be a pretty high volume and pretty a high volume and pretty solid efficiency guy from three, which you know is the first point. You know, the first value add from a uh like a small guard, and then just you know scoring at all levels. I think he's going to be uh you know, one of the you know, pretty close to the top of, of guard finishers with not only the floater touch, but just the strength and the balance and the explosion. Um, and, and then defensively, you know, like the, the tools are always going to limit him at, to some extent, but I think he certainly can get, is, is going to be is positive at his ceiling, you know, with his, with his strength, lateral quickness, the team defense is, is much better than his stats showed. It, 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 you know, it wasn't incredible at Kentucky, but, you know, it, it was good, and I think he's, he's smart enough to where it improves. I think the the legitimate concern that I assume you took into account that I that, that I could see for, you know, not having this high is the playmaking, which I think there's definitely a cap on how good that can get. I think it's certainly – the ceiling is certainly higher than it was at Kentucky. Um, but, but I think – it's certainly like below like on ball creator level. I I don't think he ever gets there, especially as a pick and roll passer, which is the, the big thing that's that's limiting him from being a primary to me. Yeah, I think his self creation is also not there as like an on ball creator necessarily. I have more. See, I think I have more belief in that. Um, and you know, I, the handle isn't spectacular. It's not. It's, it's not, not good. But I, I I mean I think there's enough. I mean I think he has enough tools there to where I mean. I mean, I, I don't know, like handle improvements harder to project, but I think he's like toolsy and has the mentality enough 
it's a he he like yeah he i mean he yeah. is aggressive and he has really good burst yeah like, i mean he's I'm so gone, bursty like and strong. i've gone pretty huge on his burst and just the fact that like he has this impeccable yeah. balance he i has think he can like like because of, of that i think he can get to the point where like he's handling enough to where it's not inhibiting him i don't think he's ever going to be a great handler or like super deceptive or creative i think that's i think that's pretty clear but i, I think I think kind of the extent of his on-ball creation is playing in ball screen situations. I think he can score for himself at, at all three levels. Um, and then, like, in, in say, like, a switch scenario, I think he could just blow by some bigger players. Yeah. Um, but I don't think he's a guy who's breaking down his own man, like, in isolation. Yeah, I think that's fair. And, I mean, that's why I didn't include him – have him higher – um, but again, I think I'm higher on his self-creation skill. I think there could be some of that. I don't think it'll be consistent. Um, I mean, just he's so overwhelming physically on the ball that I think you know he's going to be able to do that against some defenders, like not the better ones in the league or, or the bigger ones for sure, but against a lot of the guys he plays, especially considering you know he's he's not going to be the primary guy, and you know in an ideal world he's he's not the guy taking the primary defensive assignment. Um, I think there's definitely some room for him to exploit, you know, exploit exploit matchups with his just kind of weird outlier physical tools for his size. Um, yeah, I mean, I just have a, a ton of belief in him as a scorer. Um, but like, yeah, I mean, playmaking is that's legitimate. I mean, I don't think he ever gets to the point where he's a really advanced pick and roll passer. I think he's going to be perfectly fine attack, like at a ceiling, perfectly fine playmaking off of closeouts, closeout attacks, and, and advantage situations. Uh, I think he has enough gravity to where he can be where he, where he can be fine there. Uh, but again, like never a real, a real advanced pick and roll creator, which is why he's lower than than the guys higher in this tier for me. Yeah, I um, I have him a little bit lower in this in this exercise than I do on my normal board. Like normally, I have Maxi fourth, uh, and that's because I have just a high degree of confidence in him. I I think that he is a really, really. I mean, I'm just I'm very confident in him being good. Uh, and I think that, like, I, I have, I think that the, the like, 50 to 75 uh, percentile outcome range for him is, is like, really solid. Um, and I think that, like, that that's what we'll see, um, you know, come to fruition. But uh, at the ceiling, I think you're talking probably about one of the better complementary scorers in the league. Uh, like, maybe the best. Uh, just a guy who can shoot like you said with versatility volume and i think high enough percentages uh a really potent closeout attacker just because of his ability to finish at the rim and finish in the intermediate area um and he's a guy that you're gonna have to close out hard on because i think that he will shoot perfectly fine from three um soon uh i'm not worried about shooting really at all yeah uh defensively i might be higher on him than you are uh i think at his absolute ceiling, he could be a fringe all D guy. Uh, he's I, more of an individual defender, but I think he's a really, really good one. Um, yeah, I, think, I, think that he, I think his team defense is rock solid. Like it's, it's not um, incredible. It's, he's not a big time playmaker, but I, I don't think he makes a lot of mistakes. I think that he's really, really re- reliable. And for a guard, you, I mean, it's not more important, but for a, at least a guard, his size I feel like that's that's all you really need is a guy who's not going to make any mistakes. He's he like adds a, a, some value and he's not making any mistakes. Like there's no there's no negative from him there. And I think that he there's a chance definitely that he's um 
a really pretty high level on ball guy with some positional versatility. I think like he showed that more in high school. I uh, didn't really get the opportunity to, to do that, but with his strength uh, and physicality, I think that there is some, some potential for him to have positional versatility. Uh, but yeah, I think really, really good complimentary player at his ceiling. Um, pretty high level complimentary scorer uh, who actually will like if he hits his ceiling, he'll probably be overrated. Uh, because he, he like he's going to be a guard who's kind of fundamentally a complimentary player. Yeah, and uh, he'll get built, and he'll get primary money and primary yeah, status. Like. Exactly, because he'll be scoring like twenty two a game pretty efficiently or something like that. And it's like, yeah, a fair amount of this is 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 not self created. Like the, these are closeout attacks and and uh, and spot up transition but, and stuff. Yeah, and transition scoring. Like, like he's really good, which but, is all valuable, but like. There's a ceiling yeah. on how valuable that is. Yeah, there's a ceiling on how valuable that is, and that's why he's he is a bit lower right. for me. He was right. ninth overall for me, third in this tier. Should, should we go? Talk, should we talk about Devin Vassell? Uh, sure. Yeah, he was eighth for me in this tier. Yeah, I have him seventh. Um, so second, last in my second tier. Yeah, so he was he was eighth for me overall, second in this in this third yeah, so tier. I think we're pretty close. I think we're probably pretty close in our in our valuation of his ceiling, um, defensively. Um, you know, God tier team defender, all defense level. Um, I don't. Yeah, think, I, I think best perimeter defender in the league. Yeah, for, for sure. I mean, on the ball, I think he's always like like he's never going to be like as good as a Coro, but I think you can you can see him adding some strength. Um, you know, at his ceiling, you know, becoming becoming better there. You know, improving the technique. On ball defense is a pretty malleable, I think, um, je- je- compared to other skills. So I think he, he can be good enough there with his size, and then just you know, I think he's certainly. Got like a bet, like a clear best team defender in the league kind of ceiling. Um, you know, he, he's that special. You know, we've talked at length about his team defense in detail, so we don't need to go into that right now. But the the, the point is, the ceiling is there's not many guys higher. And then offensively, like as we've talked about before, I think there, there's some real self creation equity there. Um, like if the, the, the long two is as an indicator, the, the pull up jumper becomes like keeps continues to develop. If he adds range, I think there could be some real shot creation, difficult shot making equity there. Um, where I, as that's kind of like, I think that's like the real extent to his offensive ceiling. Where as I mean, I think the the burst is is always kind of going to be lacking. If if he adds strength, he could definitely become more of a slasher and more of a foul drawer. But I don't think he's ever going to be incredible there. And then I think the the shooting. And the shot creation would open up his passing, which I think is probably a little underrated, but n- nothing like a coral level. I mean, I think like the, the combination of shot creation, which is the, the shot creation plus like all league defense, is is what puts him in is what keeps him in the second tier um, for me. Even if like the offensive ceiling, I think is below is critically below the other guys here. Um, but I mean, the, the defense is is probably you know. I, I mean, I think it's him in a coro, you know, one A, one B as you know, highest in the class. Yeah, I just at his ceiling, I just think he's he's the the second guy on a on a title team. Like, yeah. I, I think he can be that. I think he, I I, I kind of go back and forth as to like, could he be the perimeter creator? Say, if I mean, if he were alongside a, a like Giannis type, like, could he be the off dribble, off the dribble creator? Yeah, I mean, the Middleton comparison is like, yeah, you know, it's there. I, I mean, it's, I mean, it's, I mean, like, outlier development happens, and I think he's certainly a candidate to hit that. I mean, like, with what he's shown in the second year. I mean, I don't know if I'd go. I mean, I, I think at, at a ceiling, that's 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 kind of possible. I don't know if he's ever going to have a season as crazy as Middleton did efficiency wise. Yeah. He, like he, like I mean, I mean, I mean, nobody thought Middleton would. To be fair, but I mean, I, I don't think it's something we can realistically expect or tab on him to, to have. 
But I mean, certainly like a, a rung below, and that and that's valuable on a team with like a Giannis or even like a LeBron. Like, yeah, I, I don't want to get into into specific guys, but if you're talking about like difficult shot making, which is a really really difficult skill to have, and to be able to do that at a high level it's in the super NBA, valuable, it's incredibly difficult. Vassell is actually a guy who has a chance to do that. He's the. Like, at, I mean, he's he's the only guy in this class really, like at the wing area. I think. Uh, well, and depending on how you classify Ant. Yeah, I, um, yeah. I mean, I guess like true wing. I mean. Yeah. So Vassell actually has the capability to do that, and it's not just like invented. It's what he did this year at FSU. Um, I I think he really does have at his ceiling, pretty impressive, difficult shot making, and to go with that, I am pretty high on him as a passer i think that some of the reads that he flashed were really were, good like yeah were, were impressive um some of the vision that he showed was really impressive for a guy who can make shots that difficult um so i think at his ceiling he you know he is not the primary driver of offense he just doesn't create advantages like that um and he's not going to be that level of of manipulator or decision maker but but um i do think that he can be a guy who can make really 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 hard shots out of high level um and then can capitalize on that with some passing i mean with some passing and while being the best perimeter defender in the league that's um, that, i mean that's just a ridiculous combination and like one that's second or second or third third if not second best player on the title team i think absolutely i mean he's he's the he's an ideal like complement to you know a, a a a mega primary engine type i think yeah yeah he really is um so i i'm i'm very high on on Vassell. Um, all right should we talk about yeah. Poku? Um, yeah, so Poku's at the top of this tier for me, number seven overall. I have him six towards the bottom of the next tier, so again, very close. Yeah, so I'm guessing we have a pretty similar conception of him then, but uh, three in rim protection, uh, I think you're you're looking at versatility and volume on that three-point yeah. shot at his ceiling with some, with solid efficiency. I don't think that he'll ever be an elite efficiency guy, but he needs to be really. I mean, no, you're talking about solid, solid efficiency, elite volume, volume utility for his versatility. Size. Yeah, you're. I, I think gunner off movement, which will be really valuable, and then a guy who could handle in transition, maybe run like some second side pick and roll, can definitely attack closeouts and make decisions off of that. Uh, and then defensively, just one of the best playmakers in the league. Um, I, I think at his ceiling, I think he's always going to have issues technically as an individual guy. I think yeah. that his his movement capability. I, I think don't it's think I think it's hard to project like like I don't know how much strength improvement you can really project. Um, I mean, if you want to say his ceiling is like someone like legitimately strong, I mean that that changes it. But it's like I think this is hard to like it's it's hard to like say to how to what degree he can improve, especially with like the stuff about his you know work ethic that people say that you know may or may not be true, but. And, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I think that there's always there are always going to be technical issues with him, primarily on the individual defense level. I, I think that his, his movement capability will never be maximized. Um, I think he's always probably going to have engagement issues like that. Um, he's always going to be ambitious, uh, and that's often very good for him, but it, it is problematic at times too. Um I think that some people are going to be surprised that he wasn't like one or two on this list. I was uh, going to say that. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I don't buy 
like real primary ability for him at all. I just uh, yeah, I just don't think there's any on like any real on ball upside with him for a couple. In the half, yeah, yeah, in, in the, yeah, in, in the half court. Sure. In, in transition, I think he's like has best transition player in the class. You know, equity. I mean, he's he's that good. I think. But yeah, I mean, on the ball, I, I don't think he's ever going to be like a capable capable enough handler. Uh, you know, to strong enough, bursty enough to. I don't think it'll reach that level as a pull-up shooter, even. I think he could get their volume. I think the volume could be there, certainly. I mean, I'm probably a little higher on the pull-up shooting than you are. I think, I think it could be enough to survive in some, you know, in some instances as as an on-ball guy. But I just, I just don't think that's his ceiling, and I don't think that's like his ideal ceiling anyway. I mean, I think he could be a really special off-ball offensive, like secondary off-ball offensive player. Like, I like the passing, like again, like like the off-ball passing is is unbelievable at this size. I think like. Like he said, some second side pick and rolls, close out attacking, advantage situations, all of that is special at his size. And that's super valuable. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I think it's it's like less of an all-defense ceiling, more of just like a very good defender ceiling, um, which, you know, at, at you know, being, being a big, you know, not – he's not going to be a five, but being as big as he is functionally – um, you know, it matters if he's not going to be the level of like the top guys in the league defensively. Um, well, I, I don't think I think that people are always like if he if he ends up being really good, I think people are always going to be clamoring for him at the five, and it's going to be a disaster always. Like yeah. no matter what, I think it's never going to work. Yeah, I mean he has to. I mean he he'd have to add a lot of strength and improve a lot technically, which I mean I I suppose is possible, but just it's just but it's just not like a maximization of what he does in like. No, yeah, I mean, it, he's it, always going to be a like. I think he's he's always going to be a better like weak side playmaker than he is a primary defender. Yeah, without like, a doubt. I mean, again, like not a slight at him. Like he's a dang, he's a damn special weak side playmaker at his size. I mean, and and and, and age. Like, I mean, I think being like the youngest player in the class is important here too. Like, yeah, oh, for sure is. Yeah, I just, I just, I think he has a very high ceiling, but I think his ceiling comes in a way that is not primary initiator no. the most valuable thing so it's i think it's a little yeah, bit and lower that's why, than like i included them in the same tier with all of the non-top lamello guys because i think yeah like i could see a case for like poku at two or three i wouldn't buy it myself but i could get it like i understand why you think that i don't see a case at one really above lamello but I mean, yeah I, I just i i buy more like creator equity for those top guys so i yeah. don't i don't see a case for him at all but but I mean I have him as the the best among among the rest. I definitely see him a, as a having a case above the flawed creators that I had oh, in yeah. my second tier for sure. For sure. Uh, but. Right. So those are all my second tier guys. Um, my third tier includes the first two being Bolmaro and Riller, who we talked about, and then I have RJ Cole Onyeka and Pat Will as as the other four guys in that tier. Yeah. So I have the the back half of my third tier. Uh, that we're still in is Kolonyeka and Hampton. So yeah. uh, pretty pretty damn similar. Um, let's go through the rest of my tier and then cut part one. Yeah, sure. Okay. Um, so you had RJ first among these guys. I and did. I had, and I had Cole. I, um, I think this was more about concerns about Cole. I mean, I could like, I, I mean, it's the same tier. I could see a case for either of those. I, I like RJ ahead a little bit. I just think, like we talked about before, his burst is like best in the class level. I think at his ceiling, he adds enough strength to where the verticality and the vertical explosion is really legit. 
And I think he can become a pretty, pretty good guard finisher um, with, you know, with that added strength and then verticality that he already shows, you know, in, in less confined spaces, um, but struggles with the half court. I, I think he can become a really advanced slasher. His handle is already pretty solid. You know, I think that can continue to improve. And like the decision-making arc that he's been on is really is, is promising. But I think, like he can get to a point where he's like effective on ball as like a secondary tertiary creator type. The, the shot is, is definitely the, the big determiner of his ceiling. I think um, just how good can the, sh- I mean, I, I think spot, I think he's going to be a fine spot up shooter. How good can the pull up get is, is really the question. Um, if it can't get good enough, I think it's probably like limited. to like off ball attacker or wrong initiator type, which then he's lower than this. I think he can, I think there's reason to believe he can get to like just good enough as a pull-up shooter to to make the rest because because I think like the rest of his his slashing and on-ball attacking package can be really 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 good. Um, and then defensively, I mean, I think like neutral-ish probably. Um, if he adds strength, I mean, I, I think I, I think if he adds strength, he can get there. The the off-ball stuff is rough. His his movement capability can, is good. Yeah, I think like. I mean, I think he's weak, he, right? Like he's weak, but I think if he adds strength, he has enough lateral ability to, to you know, to be good and to be fine on ball. And he has size at the guard spot. And also, if you're if you're talking about like maybe as him uh, like chasing guys off screens, off ball, um, he, the his strides and ground coverage, I yeah, think, could that. be really I, valuable. Yeah. Um, but I, I think that that's something that like you know people people don't really appreciate that like you know it's it's not necessary like it's not necessarily that easy to lock and trail a guy. Like if you can't actually cover ground as fast as him, but RJ most certainly can. Like he, he really can cover ground. He has incredible stride Absolutely. length. Like yeah. he, so yeah, I think that he is well tooled to be a good individual defender. He is just as like, a, as currently uh, constructed as a basketball player, not good at defense uh, oh. in any regard. He's terrible. No doubt. No doubt. Um, yeah, I, I like RJ a lot in general, uh, which maybe it's a surprise that I have him a bit lower. Um, I, I think he has real like Jalen Brown role equity uh, that he can be mm-hmm. a, a high level complimentary guy who really uh, gets overrated by <laughs> <laughs> no, but but a dominant transition player with some like transition self creation uh, sort of ability, really really good. Uh, on spot ups and then attacking off that, the fact that you're just, you're not staying in front of RJ Hampton attacking a closeout. If you have to actually close out on him, you're like, no one is, no one is staying in front of him. He's, he's that explosive. Uh, and then I think that, yeah, for, for that role, I think you, he could be a plus passer for sure. Um, his decision-making growth is impressive. His function. I mean, if you're comparing him to someone like Jalen Brown, where he's at function out functionally as, as a passer is, uh, farther than Brown is in his fourth year in the NBA. Like, RJ is not some some brilliant passer, but but he's throwing you know live dribble skips. Wraparound. I mean, he naps yeah, across like, the baseline, like he like, and it's so much better than it was in in yeah, UIBL. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a tr- his decision making overall in UIBL to me was atrocious. Like it it was it was not good. It, yeah. it, it was terrible to me. I mean, and just like the level to which I, I think it wasn't very it wasn't really good towards the beginning of the MBL season either. Like. Uh, again, small sample there, but like it, it, it was really legitimately solid, like for for his role projection here. Um, and again, like in the development curve, it, you know, he doesn't need to be like a primary level passer uh, with his other tools. Like, yeah, yeah, I, I'm maybe a little lower on his self creation ability. 
Uh, I think there, there's there's some there. Um, I, I think that he's always kind of looked very rehearsed, like um, like he like he's done some static training and and like he, his attempts to score on people are are very. Um, it's kind of like rhythmic. Yeah, well, it's it's just not um, it's not feel based at all. It's just like all right, I've practiced this exact sequence, but but um. You know, I mean, being as bursty as he is, like guy, like to some extent, not to some extent, like uh, there will be a fair amount of instances where guys just cannot stay in front of him. Uh, he's really, really explosive. Um, so I think that some some self creation equity, but yeah, I, I think he's a guy who at, at his ceiling could definitely fit into a Jalen Brown style role, and that can be a very valuable player. Uh, you know, not 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 the most valuable. Uh, that's why I've got him last in this tier, but but pretty valuable. Uh. So I, I, I like RJ's ceiling a yeah. good amount. You just have to know what you're getting yourself into. Like, don't draft RJ to be a primary. It will yeah. go very poorly. All right. Should we talk about Cole? Yeah, let's do Cole. Yeah. Um, so I the reason I had Cole above RJ was more belief in him as a self-creator. Uh, I think that just, like, having the pull up there, that being money, I, I think that that's sort of locked in as something that he can get. Like, he will be able to get himself pull-up jumpers because he has the range – he has just yeah. the willingness to and shoot them. And that is ceiling. I think the volume and efficiency are both going to be really, really good. Yeah, I mean, I I buy his efficiency as a pull up shooter. Not even at ceiling. I mean, outcomes. it was like, good. I, like it, it was good in college. Like it, like yeah, it's always I, been I just, good. Like I think that's just going to be there. Yeah, I like, think that that like that's not a theoretical. Like that's already a thing for him. Like at low level outcomes, I think that's there. Um, Cole is so much better defensively, and he has a lot less to work with physically than RJ does, uh, and he has issues as as a defender for sure he make he loses guys off the ball he has lapses uh his on-ball defense well i think he's capable of moving he definitely needs worth work on his on his screen navigation but i think he's like a middling defensive prospect i think he'll be fine whereas rj definitely has potential to be terrible i like Um, him more than rj i mean i just think there's more off-ball instinct there just generally i mean yeah oh for sure yeah no no cole cole's like yeah, he makes some defense. legitimately very good plays, even if like he the on real plays. Yeah, I mean, like even if like the technical stuff and like the like, like the more minu- the minutia, which which is important, don't get me wrong, like is is raw and underdeveloped. Like the like some of the flash like rotations are ridiculous. Like, yeah, I think there's no chance that he's gonna be a tray level like league worst oh, defender. No. I, I think mean, there's no he, chance. I mean, he's just like so much more tools. I mean, he's like above level of physical tools to to, I mean, to be that. Yeah. I, yeah, I, ju- I mean, it's just like any a willingness to make plays off the ball. Yeah, like I mean, that, he's, it, just bring, it just brings your floor up. He's strong. I mean, he's fine enough laterally. I mean, yeah. And then to the like playmaking point with Cole, um, Cole high school passing was much much better than RJ in the NBL. Like it it, it was. So you know, I don't think that that's a skill that goes away. Uh, I think Cole has a lot of issues with balancing scoring and playmaking, but I think that like the capability to do those things is definitely there in a way that it's probably not with RJ. Um, but at, at the end of the day, it's just, I think that they're both guys who are not going to be your primary. I think uh, they can both fit into that pretty well. Um, RJ 
I think he will be a lot better as a finisher. I think that he'll be able to get to the rim a lot more. But Cole with the more shooting. self-creation ability. Yeah, yeah. and, and just yeah. the fact that they're only shooting combined their self-creation package. Oh, man. Like that would be like perfect. Because I mean my worry with my worry with Cole is I just have very little faith in the stuff that's not pull-up shooting. Like I mean, I know there's stuff with the injury, but like I just don't have enough concrete information on that to to say but like i mean and there was the spacing stuff but i i do like i think there's legitimate reason to worry about the finishing and you know that some of the intermediate stuff there whereas i thought i have a lot less of that worry with rj he might not be able to step inside i, the three I don't think he that, that's a lot of what i'm worried about like i mean i think like after you know going back and watching some i think like i i, I think a lot of the, the physical dominance inside the arc was just him being older and stronger and better than like like a, like a, like being older than these guys, like yeah, I, I mean, we we've we've talked about we've this done in depth this before. I just um, like I, I said, I I do worry a lot about Cole when it's not pull up shooting, which I mean, like pull up like the pull up three. I mean, if Cole is like a like a top level pull up shooter from three in the league, that's ridiculously valuable. But you, you need like you can't be. I mean, Cole's not like, like Cole's obviously not Devonte Graham like physically, but like you can't be like an elite pull up shooter and have nothing else offensively and you know yeah but i mean cole cole's going to be a lot better defensively than oh, that the, uh, oh, for sure and like I, I wasn't comparing them as players i was just like making the point of you need more than like well yeah but i mean if you if you're Devonte graham with like less disastrous defense you could be a pretty good player yeah that's pretty um, good but like again like i don't think that's in and, and he's I, I don't think he's Devonte bad at, at the rim no, um and not. i think i think cole like beyond the blanket oh nba spacing will help uh, player who was bad i think cole like has stylistic elements that actually will be enabled by the nba like the way that he likes to maneuver around the paint with like lots of lateral movement with with like hop steps and and stuff like that like and and i think that that actually like will be enabled by the paint yeah, clearing sure. up I mean, um in, in, in I like concrete no ways um but i just I, I still question how good he's gonna be as a finisher even with yeah i think he'll be bad but but i just think that like i don't think he's gonna be Devonte. Oh, no, I, and again, I, I don't. I think he's like markedly better in like all of the areas that Devonte is bad. At. I was just using that simply as a point to talk about elite pull up shooting. But I like, like again, I mean, yeah. I, I don't want this to sound like I'm comparing him to Devonte because because I'm certainly not. Like, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, I think with Cole, uh, he at his ceiling is is a guy who has self creation ability, ha- has really i think can be a strong off-ball player on both ends uh irons out technical issues defending at the point of attack and can become fine there he's not going to have positional versatility as a defender at all um i think he's going to require some concessions in team building but like at, at the end of the day if he if he's one of the better pull-up shooters in the league which i, I think is possible I and mean, he is a guy with the track record of like an all-time shooter uh, and was still good in a nightmare season at UNC as a pull-up shooter. Yeah. Um, I, I, it's just, a, it's, that's valuable. That's really valuable. Um, so I think at his ceiling, Cole has that sort of, he's the, the second guy offensively for you as a creator. He's your secondary creator. Uh, like w- will, will require kind of unique team building to, to an extent, but, but can self-create uh, and be fine on defense. And I think that's pretty valuable. Yeah, so let's move on to talking about the last guy of this of part one. We'll, we'll have part two on Thursday. Uh, let's talk about Onyeka Kongwu, who I had at the bottom of no, I, actually no, I, I have Patrick Williams in, in, in this tier, but we'll talk about Pat Will um, next time. Um, Onyeka, 
um, at a ceiling, really high level pick. Well, what, what, what? So oh. you have what number? Uh, Twelve. Make it for you? Twelve. Twelve. He is eleven for me between Cole and Hampton. Yeah. Uh, I mean, really high level pick and roll defender. Obviously, can can do all of the big can can do all the big three effectively. I mean, won't be like an elite switch to like a band level switch defender, but very very good for a big man. Going to be monster hedging, dropping all of that. Um, I think that's that, that's there. Um, help side rim protection is going to be awesome with his timing. You know, uh, there's a limit to how good I think he can be as a primary big defender just because of his size. Um, and that's where the limiter comes. Uh, and then offensively, I mean, just it's, it's, he's not going to be like one of those special offensive bigs. I mean, I think it is ceiling. He could be a really, 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 really good face up score. Um, Someone who, you know, when he's allowed to post up and, and score in the score in faceups, he can be really, really efficient with his touch and his explosion. Um, and I think um, the the short roll passing in his ceiling is also pretty solid. Nothing like incredibly special. I don't think the processing will ever be incredible, but you know, can make reads of the corner, you know, lay downs pretty consistently. Um, and then I I don't have like that much confidence in the the shot being that great. I think he could be like a spot up guy because like he has you know the, he, he's pretty comfortable from mid range and the, the touch is nice. But I mean I don't think he's ever like really has any like significant volume from three as a spot up shooter. Just like it's really hard to bring like that much vol like that much value as like a non special big. We, we've talked about this a ton and you know why Max and I are both lower on Onyeka in general. I mean like his ceiling is like a wait are we I don't think we are I think we are higher actually yeah. <laughs> uh, on Onyeka. But I don't know um... I think a lot of people are. Like haven't been like that top four tier. I think a lot, like quite a few people on draft. Twitter. Uh, like among, among draft Twitter. Uh, yeah. I mean. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm saying in, term, in terms of draft. Twitter. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, you. like consensus. Yeah, because because oh, I guess he's actually he's fifth on the ESPN yeah. board no, right he's, now. No, I, yeah, we're like, I mean, I wouldn't say we're like crazy low on Onyeka, but we're not like. I mean, I, I haven't lower. six. On my, on I have him. I think board. like seven. It's been a minute since I've updated my my general board, but I've got him in like that six, seven, eight kind of range. Um, but yeah, I mean, like, like I think we're both in agreement that he's like going to be a very good NBA player. Um, yeah, he was, wasn't he yeah. one on both of our median outcome boards. Um, I think so. I think he was. I think he was one, and I think we might have both had Killian too. Um, yeah, I can go look, but like, yeah, I, I mean, he, I think he's going to be a great NBA player at his like. I, I think at a ceiling. Well, he, I don't know about great. At his ceiling, I think he could be pretty great. I mean, like not like all NBA level. I don't think certainly. But I mean, I think he has a pretty enticing ceiling as like a two-way big, just like without like any of the special offensive capabilities. Probably sub all defense, uh, which is really going to hold it back. I think. Yeah, ceiling one of the better pick and roll players in the league on both ends. Yeah, the play finishing. I mean, I didn't talk about the, the play finishing as a role man. Like, yeah, but um, I think that his really special physical capability is his vertical leaping, um, not in. The max vert. I think like he he can get up, Just but quick off the uh, ground. Yeah, speed off the ground, and also the way in which he can jump. Uh, that he doesn't need any like setup. He doesn't need any space. He doesn't even need to be like he doesn't need any like optimal footwork or anything like that. Like he can jump with his legs crisscrossed and you know doing a one eighty in order to situate himself properly, and like doesn't lose any speed getting off the ground. Doesn't lose any vertical. He just. Like he he can jump in any situation, um, and with no notice and no load. Uh, so I think, yeah, so I think one of the better pick and roll players in the league on both ends. I think he can he'll handle any coverage you want him to uh, at his ceiling for sure. Probably 
more of like a late switch guy than a designed we're going to be switching definitely not one to five well, he, at least he's not bam like no he's not he's just not it's it's there it's are just, elements like, not a slate on onyeka like bam is just that special like i mean bam was just the best player in a conference finals yeah like i mean that's a really high part yeah so um he's he's not gonna be bam i think there are elements of that stylistic comparison that makes sense uh but that's why comparisons are bad like there are stylistic elements that make sense the degree is not there no um as a scorer i don't want to overrate his face-up ability i think he'll have some at his ceiling for sure but i think that we're often maybe a little too generous projecting something that not that many guys really do like there are not that many face-up scoring big men out there uh so I, I think he'll be able to do some of that, but but definitely not a ton. Uh, so I think you're just you're just talking about a guy who's kind of inherently uh, complimentary, doing things that are valuable but not that valuable, and then the the super valuable things that he's doing, like as a as a weak side or a primary rim protector, I think he'll be very good at, but not in that elite tier. So I think Bam, I mean <laughs> Onyeka, Onyeka at his ceiling is a really really good player who is a a very nice ceiling raiser and helps a lot with just like, I mean, he's kind of an ideal big man on like a good team with other stars. Like he, yeah, he, he, if you're not already a great team, he's a guy who'll be hard to justify paying uh, because you're good. You're going to have to pay him a lot and you're going to need two other offensive guys in place. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless he hits like a really shocking outcome as like, no, you're going to, you're going to need two. you're going to need two creators in in place. And I mean, those are, you're probably talking about max guys there. So if, if Onyeka is at his ceiling is, is someone who's so productive as to require a max, you're going to need those guys put in place first. Um, But, but nonetheless, elite play finisher on offense, I think, at the very least, at his ceiling, he shoots from the corners, uh, probably like a little bit of wide open above the break stuff. Um, so one one of the better purely complimentary big men you can find, but at the end of the day, purely comp- complimentary, um, which is valuable, but uh, I think not quite that valuable. And I think with Onyeka, the cell is more ceiling raiser if, you, if you've got stuff in place, uh, really just not going to constrict you at all from a team building standpoint in fact will will actually enhance your your ability to yeah. sort of build a consumer you team. can you know manage the money but yeah yeah if you if you have if you have the creators in place and need a big long term onyeka kongo is a very compelling bet because he's going to be good he is going to add value a lot of without requiring things, possessions like um and he's going to be able to play in high leverage minutes. Yeah. Uh, he's going to be scheme versatile. He's going to be opponent versatile. Uh, he's he's great. He's a huge team building piece, provided you have everything else in place first. Yeah. All right. So I think we're gonna that, that's gonna be it for part one of our ceiling board. Next time we'll we'll go over the guys in our lower tiers and probably not as much depth as as these guys. Um, but still considerable depth, you know, knowing us. Um, so yeah, that, that that'll be it. You can make sure to follow the pod on Twitter at prep number two pro pod, you know, combine start. It's like finally becoming draft season. Almost the NBA is stopping. We have a set date for the draft. So more relevant content than ever from us. Uh, again, as, as we always say, thank you all for, for sticking with us through the many months of, of pretty of nothingness in terms of draft that, and we're going to keep putting out content, um, good content 
we hope so you can follow follow the pod again follow me at ben underscore pfeiffer underscore follow max at max a carlin and with that uh we will see you all on thursday